Okay. Last episode, guys. Oh, welcome to my guardian angel. Okay, um, in the last episode, we were talking about nature and person and many things. I, I can't recap everything, but what I want to talk about today is the um, objectivity of God because He is three subjects, each of them testify to the other, too, <laughs> right. Is like, uh, remember I was talking about in the early of this podcast season, I was saying subjectivity and objectivity. Um, objectivity is like a like how science requires, basically. Re requires other people, other subjects to confirm certain propositions and things like that, right? God is three subjects in one being. He is objective, okay? One testifies to the other. Each will testify to the other, okay? And this is what I, I'm saying this because you'll hear other theologians and actual, like I'm not a theologian, I mean I'm not a professional theologian, but you'll hear people that I respect as well, like Father Inuzzi, for example. He will say things like the prophecies, um, like the church when the prophets the church has never had prophets that are talking about doom and gloom and um if they make a prophecy it doesn't come and it doesn't come true then they're not a prophet and he'll always he'll be saying that the church has never had these things and you know the church will decide on what the church wants and the i mean they will define what the church is and does and all this stuff right through the Pope and all of that stuff, right? But here's the thing. The church only existed after... And the church is a means. A means to an end, which is God, the Father. Through the Son, in the Holy Spirit, through the church. Okay, so... 
you can't just ignore everything that's outside of the church because it it blocks you from understanding the reality of God who is what we need to be directed towards and understand so god in his nature it's it's so important as christians now for us to to accept accept the old testament accept the justice that god um inflicted on the jewish people and even non the non-jewish people so that we really can understand the new testament in light of the old testament and really properly understand it um there's so much light that was brought to my understanding of the new testament only after i learned about the old testament that's why i keep talking about the old testament because you're not going to really truly understand the new testament and um you're not going to understand the the like there's a lot that's needed to understand even just that uh the this the when god's when jesus talks about um divorce right um and also paul he talks about divorce as well right and unless you understand <laughs> unless unless you understand what unless is basically you know what when i say unless it's just another way of saying if and then you know when i was talking about computer science and you have if condition if a if condition is met then something will happen you there's a lot of um understanding logically speaking uh things like predicate logic and things of the nature like yeah there's a lot of this if condition then condition um that you need to understand for you to even understand why um why for example Paul in his letters uh writes in a certain um order he, there's a certain order in it which he writes is very particular in that order okay so he would say for example um if he would say something like okay christ's i re- i've received this from christ and he'll say something okay that's all that's basically what christ said right and he just received it from the apostles and stuff right it has nothing to do with the fact that christ appeared to him and said uh something about the the divorced and remarried whatever i don't even know but anyways it's from that first thing that jesus himself says about divorce the the scripture where he's saying unless something something you know jesus will say unless something something then someone commits adultery and all this stuff right but if you do not understand what if and then is you won't understand what unless is okay um you won't understand this and this is like a computer that's something that computer science helped me with um uh as i said the uh the uh paul he will say this i reserve from i i 
received from Jesus, okay, that's basically the apostles teaching him. And then he'll talk about what he wants to impart on his followers, right? So, um, first of all, when you teach someone, you can't teach them to go against God, right? You can't say, okay, God has said one thing and so do something else. Like, like Paul cannot say to the Jewish, uh, like a Jewish wife, a wife of, like to a Jewish couple, for example. At that time, he cannot say, um, because if let's assume they are married, he cannot say, wife, leave your husband and divorce him, kind of thing, right? Because that would have been, um, they at that time, it was the husband that would write her certificate of divorce, right? Um, and basically the again you have the man as the person doing the action and the woman either like receiving the action right um so he paul could not say oh this uh woman divorce your husband okay it's only if the man divorces the husband then you can say okay i guess you're a divorced woman like right like like the wife is you know so you see that when Jesus came, he kind of limited what a man can do in terms of divorce someone. He says, unless the woman has basically been unchaste, right? And, well, we'll have to look at the definition of what unchaste means, really. But unless, unless, for example, unless she uh, had sex with another man, okay? While he, she was married to an, this husband, okay? Okay, so Jesus says, unless for the reason of unchastity of this woman, a man cannot divorce. So he limited what a man cannot do and what he can do, okay? So then you hear about Paul. And Paul is saying, women, if you're going to separate with your husband, then separate. But don't, basically don't have sex with someone else, okay? So that is under the assumption that they are actually married, the husband and wife. So Paul cannot say anything. This is under the assumption that the husband has not divorced the wife, right? Because under the assumption that the husband has not divorced the wife, if that wife, even if she wants to separate herself from the husband the only way that uh, the husband can divorce her is if she has sex with another man because in that case then that that, that limitation that Jesus himself uh, created for his disciples is removed right that limitation 
of um, of what is necessary to divorce a wife is removed because then, you know, the husband can say, okay, this person, this woman, uh, had sex with another man. Okay, okay. So in the letter of Paul, you see that as the first thing that he writes. Okay, so women um, don't. Um, I mean. If you're going to separate, don't have sex with someone else. Okay? And that is because they're trying to protect them and their rights of the marriage, right? Because they receive stuff, right? You know, the Jewish custom, they receive an inheritance and all that stuff. So, anyways, so he's saying that, okay? And based on that, the next, like, there's a, a colon, a quote, not a quote, like a semicolon. And so... It, he's saying that to the women, and then based on that, then there's a semicolon, and he's saying, husbands, don't divorce your wives. Okay, so under the assumption that the, the wife has not had sex with someone else, even though she's separated from her husband, okay, under that assumption, then clearly, if you look at Jesus' teaching, the man cannot divorce the wife so when paul says uh, women um, don't divorce i mean don't have sex with someone else if you're separated from uh, your husband and then in quote in quote colon it says uh, husbands don't divorce your your wives is precisely because of the if then condition that jesus made the unless condition, right? But if you take away and not even understand the the if then of Jesus's teaching, okay, that there is a logical explanation. There's this logic and predicate logic in it, in in the meaning of it. You're not going to read Paul's letter the way I'm t telling you about it, right? All you're gonna read is what he says, right? He cannot like. That's what he's. That, that's the only thing he can teach. He has an obligation to teach only what he can, based on certain assumptions, right? If he's assuming certain conditions, he has to teach what follows from that conditions, based on the the truth of God. And the truth of God is there's a lot in the Bible that is the truth of God. There's if conditions, then conditions. There's so much. Um, so if a person will just read that one. Uh, line of Paul, you're gonna get confused. You're gonna think, okay, um, there's no such thing as divorce, but there, you know, there is a such a thing as divorce. Okay, the Old Testament had it. Okay, now, but here's the thing: that is natural marriage. Okay, now when Jesus came, he created. What did he create? According to the church. Because, according to the church, marriage is now a sacrament. It's no more just natural. So other people have natural marriages, okay? Um, us Christians who are baptized, we are, we have to do, like we are receiving something or we have to uphold the faith that we are given from Jesus, right? So, the church says that it is a sacrament, and what that is is a sacramental sign. It basically points to 
the truth of our faith. Okay? So we say that it is a marriage. Okay, we say that as Christ is bound to the church, so to same thing, like uh, the husband should be bound to the wife. Okay? And things like that. Okay? Um, also, the triune nature of God. Now, this is uh, manif it's manifested in a husband and wife and their new child. Okay? That's three people, right? In one family. This is the closest thing to, uh, to explain. I mean, it's not a perfect explanation, but it is some sort of explanation of the triune God, the one God in three persons. It's not, and as I said, it... This family thing is not a perfect one, so don't think like that. Just remember what I taught you last episode, okay? Um, yeah, so, I mean... So, right now, with Amoris Letizia, the Pope's um, encyclical, people are getting confused because they... A lot of this confusion is because no one wants to really accept the Old Testament. No one wants to accept anything outside of the church that was divinely done, right? And there was stuff before Jesus got, I mean, God became incarnate, right? So we have to always take account of those things in, and understand new scripture in light of that as well. And I understand, you know, you're going to be... Like, right now there's an imbalance. A lot of people just listen to the New Testament. They have an understanding of Jesus and the Christians that is not, not compatible with the Old Testament, right? So we have, to, we have to know both, okay? So it's important to read the Old Testament. And if you're... Wheezy, uh, listening to it. I'm sorry. Just you gotta do it for your kids, guys. You gotta do it for your kids. It, it, who cares if it doesn't feel right? Who cares if, if if your understanding of God is l less feeling all that feelings of goodness and you know it's just feelings. It's not objective. It's not real. It's not okay. So I want to talk more about this, but. The sacrament of marriage is a bit different, right? Like, um, it's more like we're called to a higher standard kind of thing. Um, but we have to understand that standard to receive the sacrament. And a lot of people who get married today, they don't even understand what's happening there. Um, and that's why there's so many... That's why God, I mean, not God, that's why the Pope is saying, okay, you can receive, certain people can receive communion, people who have been married sacramentally and divorced and remarried, okay? I would think, I'm assuming, is the people who didn't even understand that what they were getting into in terms of a sacramental marriage, where what they are, they're upholding their faith, basically, in a, in a new form. In that the form of the marriage, they're upholding the faith, the triune, one God, triune nature, and um, the the how Jesus will forever be with um, married to the church and things like that, right? 
Um, yeah. So that's why we uphold that, right? The sacrament is between what? One man and one woman. I mean, it all fits in so that it, it, up, it, it shows the, the faith that we Christians have of the triune God, right? It brings it all together kind of thing, right? But if people are marrying without knowing this, and like, what's the point, right? If you don't know it, if you don't believe it, what, what, what sacrament is that, right? Um, yeah, so I kind of agree with the Pope in terms of like, I don't know if they're, they're actual certain in certain cases if they are in friendship with God or not. I think some in some cases they are in friendship with God, so they should receive the sacrament of um, the the Holy Eucharist, right? Um, I don't know how perfect it is, but anyways, that's that, right? Another thing I wanted to mention is before Jesus came and before the triune nature of God, God Himself would even speak of his marriage between the Jewish people. And he would sometimes say that he would talk about uh, having Judah, uh, was it Judah? Like when Israel and Judah kind of were at war. So then it was just, it was two things. Anyways, he was saying something like his two, oh, when he says to David, I gave you yeah, I gave you Israel and Judah. He was specifically talking about that as, as wives. I gave you wives, right? So, I mean, you have men in Jewish custom back then. You have one man and you could have more than one wife. But it was not the case with women. You, a woman cannot have back then many husbands right and all this was to do is again a reflection of what god is with his people in the old testament it was initially with god and abraham right but then the nation split then you had god and you know it was a split nation like two two separate uh, sisters kind of thing like there's so much in the old testament guys if you read it you'll be like huh I didn't know any of this. And also you'll stop judging other religions, other people and their way of life because unless you unless you are really being unless you really want to know about God and his truth and everything about God and want to uphold what is of God to so that other people will know um a lot of the things that we as Christians condemn others is you don't know really you, it's hard to tell if um, if they're culpable people are culpable for because they don't know right <laughs> so anyways that's all I wanted to say today um, yeah okay God bless bye bye